everybody. Welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities. I am your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and co-host, Jose Angel. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Testing, testing. <laughs> we, new year, new sound. We tried to time that hello perfectly. Just making sure we was all here. We are back again. I didn't know if we were coming back, but we came back. <laughs> <laughs> we came back um with a new episode we do have a new subject slash topic but first let's get into a couple of big updates as you know we ended the year talking about one particular case and we will keep talking about that uh, literally right after we went on break there was a conclusion to the Tory Lanez trial as you know well not as you know I'm telling you uh, they're learning from you right now. I know. That's why I said, let me, let me start that over. <laughs> so Tory was found guilty on all three charges that were brought about him. He was convicted of assault with a semi-automatic firearm, carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle, and discharge of a firearm with gross negligence. He was Flash is facing 22 years and deportation back to Canada. He was going to be sentenced January 27th, but because of his attorney, George Magnus, Mag, I, I, I didn't, I, I don't know his last name, honestly, uh, but because that uh, lawyer does not do appeals and of course, Tori is fi- uh, filing for an appeal for a new trial. He uh, went and got two new lawyers. They pushed his sentencing back a month so his new lawyers can look over all the evidence, whatever, whatever, file a motion for a new trial or appeal. And so he's not going to be sentenced until February 28th now. Is he locked up? He was taken into custody immediately after the reading of the verdict. So, Mm. yes, he is in custody. He is in jail. Were you surprised? Yes and no. I... You never know if the jury is going to get it right. But I was tired of saying allegedly. I knew he shot that girl. So I I knew he was guilty. It was just, was he going to be found guilty of all the charges? And people make a good, um, and and some people I've seen on social media, make a good uh, case of the fact that unless the jury was totally blind, Tory was definitely getting convicted to one to two of all these one, at least one to two of these charges, if not all three, just because of some of the facts, even if they didn't find that he assaulted uh, Megan causing her bodily uh, injury. um, He, he still would have probably got charged with firing a semi-automatic with gross negligence, as well as just carrying it a loaded unregistered uh, firearm. Yeah. I, like you, I always believed Megan DeSalle, and I always thought, like, she had no reason to lie about it. But I was surprised that he was convicted. I, I was happy. <laughs> I, I was happy. I just think that, you know, we've seen it a bunch of times where people get off, and it's like, how? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. like, you know, not guilty does not mean innocent. It's just they can't be found guilty in a court of law. Once the trial was over, of course, some of the evidence starts to pour out that was used for and against the defense and the prosecution. Uh, Some of which being, I heard ring audio of gunshots. I saw the brief video of Megan in the ambulance crying. The the fucking video call, a Tory to 
to Kelsey. Tori from jail. Kelsey's outside the goddamn hospital. And for some people to to for that evidence to convince them or to not convince them either way, I was just like, you're ridiculous. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I don't understand. If you weren't convinced by that evidence, you were never going to be convinced. And if it took the evidence to convince you, you were just being contrary because there were so many things that could have pointed you in this direction from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was such a, a, a spectacle, like his father coming out, father and stepmother, them coaching at that the, the sister. It, it was all a bad look. It was all trash. No, I, I, I don't feel sorry that. for like the, the father. Like, I mean, streamed and got, had to, like, be removed. Oh, yeah. Something like that. He, like, said expletives or whatever had to be removed from the courtroom after they read the the guilty verdict. But, I mean, I don't. I feel bad for the sister because she is very young. She shouldn't be coached to say these things that she doesn't even know what she's saying. What'd she say? When Sunstar, uh, Daystar, a.k.a. Tory Lane's father leaves the courtroom and has all the cameras and the journalists and media frenzy waiting outside, waiting to hear what he has to say. He's joined by Tory Lanez's stepmother, I'm guessing, his wife, and Tory Lanez's sister, his daughter. What's her name? I don't know. Uh, I was just hoping there's like another, like, Moonstar or something. I like those names. I don't don't think it ends with a star, but it definitely could be just as fantastical as Daystar and Sunstar. Uh I I do like their names. So um, he goes out there, you know, saying that this was a miscarriage of justice and that they they disregarded the testimony of uh, Sean Kelly, who said, who was that witness who said that he saw both a man and a woman firing the gun. I mean, no offense. As much as I, I love an eyewitness, they are also notoriously unreliable. <laughs> Ain't that, that funny? Is you true. You'll use whatever you can to, to say your case. But I, I mean, who's saying Sean Kelly didn't see what he said? He saw, I don't know. I just don't think in any way, shape, or form Kelsey shot Meg. I don't I don't care what any witness says. It doesn't make viable sense for her to to be quiet turn on Tori and then not Kelsey if she shot her too, but whatever. Anyway, back to the point. They are saying it was a miscarriage of justice. They disregarded Sean Kelly's testimony and these were lies and all these people are responsible for this, like Rock Nation, Jay-Z, this woman named Desiree, something who works with Rock Nation, who got out of jail recently and cooperated with the police. He called her a snitch. He, he was just saying a whole bunch of people were responsible for Tory being in jail, except for Tory and his actions. Saying uh, Jay Z orchestrated this because he wouldn't sign a record deal with Rock Nation. <laughs> okay. Like none of that makes sense. And then when he finally stops talking in circles and all the stuff he was saying, because he said a whole bunch of stuff. I'm I'm very very short paraphrasing it. And unfortunately, even though it's very sad, it's a little entertaining if you want to look it up. The sister says. Rock Nation ruined my brother's reputation. Oh my God! <laughs> it's just, it's just, and you could tell she's very upset. Like she looks like she's been crying. Aww. Like it's just, it's not. It wasn't a good look. And people were bringing up a great point. Like, wasn't Tori's defense? Wasn't their whole thing to blame this on Kelsey? That Kelsey did it, even though we know she didn't do it. Why aren't they blaming Kelsey on these courthouse steps? in front of these cameras they ain't mentioned her not once yeah that 
kind of weird. But you know, we already knew what that whole thing was about. Like Kelsey don't want to say nothing, and then when she finally gets a chance to say something, she want to be quiet. It was just all bad. I, if he does get a new trial, I hope nothing changes. I, I mean, I feel like it shouldn't, but you know, people are. The world is weird right now. But yeah. as of right now, he has been convicted of all three charges. He's awaiting sentencing. Um, we're going to see what happens with Tory Lanes and that. Let's move on to our second update. Another despicable man, Andrew Tate. So yeah. it seems that December 29th, 2022, Andrew Tate and his brother Tristan and two other Romanian women were all arrested on charges of uh, human trafficking and organized crime. Um, seems like Andrew Tate and Tristan specifically were arrested for these things and um, rape, and they were they were being detained by the Romanian police. This detainment turned into 30 days, and then they, of course, all four of them, Andrew, Tristan, and the other uh, two women, all filed appeals to end their detainment. The judge rejected them, upheld the uh, the 30-day detainment in Romania. This woman, uh, Ramona Bola, she's a spokesperson for the Romanian Anti-Organized Crime Agency, D-I-I-C-O-T. She said that if the prosecutors can prove that the Tates gain money through human trafficking, the assets will be taken by the state and will cover the experience, expenses of the investigation and damages to the victims. After the appeals court upheld the arrest warrant extension, prosecutors can now request detentions of up to 180 days for the four people charged. Um, so that's what's happening with them currently. There also was some voice messages, like some WhatsApp audio messages of, audio, uh, of Andrew Tate that were leaked. Of him saying some really fucked up, terrible things. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I, I listened to a snippet of one, but I didn't really listen to it all the way, so I didn't get what was going on. These audio messages, I am not for sure if these are between Andrew and one of the women who have filed criminal complaints that led to this investigation. But it is between uh, Andrew and this one woman. Um, some of the things... He is quoted as saying, like, you know, trigger warning, of course. He quote, I love raping you. Quote, am I a bad person? Because the more you didn't like it, the more I enjoyed it. I fucking loved how much you hated it. It turned me on. Why am I like that? Why? Just disgusting shit, Damn. pretty much. He's just laying it all out on the table. Yeah, but that's what bold, disgusting ass narcissists tend to do. They yeah. tend to think that they can never be caught. They are smarter than anybody and everybody. And even if they were to get caught, they could get out of it like that. Which I mean, is why that's... he was so very bold to say whatever he wanted to say and say, well, bitch, I'm in Romania. Exactly. That's the whole point why he said he moved to Romania was for the more lots rape laws. Mm -hmm. Oh, and um, something that we did talk about was that, um, so you had covered uh, late last year, Andrew Tate, he, of course, he had his own episode, and things we talked about was his dismissal from the Big Brother house, which he was only on for like, what, uh, less than a week. 
And uh, we have mentioned that one of the reasons that he could have been dismissed or one of the alleged reasons that he was dismissed was because of this uh, leaked video audio of him um, physically assaulting a woman he was involved with. But it has recently came out that that was not exactly the case. So the reason why he was dismissed from Big Brother after five days were these two women who used to work with Andrew Tate as like webcam models or something like that. Um, they filed criminal uh, reports against Andrew Tate. Stating, one stated that Andrew uh, repeatedly strangled her and the other one reported that Andrew had raped her. And so these reports were filed and an investigation was started but he was already in the process of being on Big Brother. And so as these complaints are being uh, funneled through the police and the police contact the networks, the channels, everybody who's involved with Big Brother, they are actively knowing that Andrew Tate is being involved in these very heavy, very serious allegations. And they do not immediately remove Andrew. They decide to, quote, closely monitor him through the cameras, I guess, after some new information came to light during the investigation, that is when, after the fifth day, they decide to take Andrew Tate out of the house, which I thought as well was still fucked up. It shows that even when you have an active investigation against you, you could still maybe make it on TV. You see, everyone was trying to turn the videos, which were bad enough, into oh that's consensual that's consensual she wanted it and that was his defense as well and it's not even this whole time it hasn't even been about the video it's been about this investigation that we didn't know about yeah yeah and i'm not even sure i, I i'm not sure if these two uh criminal reports are related to the reports that eventually have him held up in romania um i don't think so i would hope so just so those women could get some justice regarding their experience but if they have more people then i mean that just bodes that's just worse for him but yeah i don't think that these two women are related to his charges now i think no i don't they the are, police not. yeah i think the police fumbled that shit already unfortunately which is so crazy because he moved to romania for the last laws mm -hmm. and they're the ones who got him yeah it's what he deserves it, yeah hopefully so We'll Hopefully keep he's you in prison for a long time. Yeah, I hope so too. So we'll see how this investigation goes regarding Andrew Tate and his brother. And uh keep you guys informed as more updates come out, hopefully. So now to move on to the focus of our episode, and it's on a horrible human being. Oh like shit. 90% of our episodes. But I want you to guess who it is. So, we are talking about someone in the porn industry. Ron so, Jeremy. Son of a bitch. <laughs> How'd you it. know? Well, he's the, uh, there's only two, well, as far as the top of my head, there's only two bad porn industry guys, and he's number one. <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> you, thought, I, you thought you was going to stuff all the train trains. I was going to. I had, I was, <laughs> damn. You thought you had it. <laughs> you really guessed that. Um, so, like you said, Ron Jeremy. As I knew him, he's always been this chubby guy with the greasy, uncombed hair and the classic porn star mustache. 
that fucking sickly, nasty-ass-looking mustache. Yeah, I always hated that. <laughs> Where he's almost like a bad caricature of what male porn stars are. He always reminded me of a creepy, weird, disgusting porn version of Gallagher. I don't know who Gallagher is. That's a dude who used to fucking crush the watermelons and shit. Oh. With the mustache. And the striped sweater. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he kind of plays into that role of, like, the creepy guy, the creepy uncle, but, like, you know, kind of in a friendly way. That was always his persona. A friendly way? What the fuck was you watching? <laughs> I, you don't agree. No, I don't think he ever gave off a friendly vibe. He always gave off a weird undertone creepy under i never was like that looks like a friend of mine i always thought he was creepy too but creepy like creepy enough that he was able to make it mainstream and people are like oh big big dick man like i don't know like you know he was able to be at least a d-list celebrity well, yeah, I do remember him always on the D-list shows and reality shows. And that was, if he wasn't in porn, he was in some, some raggedy reality show doing something. Trying yeah. to keep his relevance. I first knew him from The Surreal Life Season 2. Yep. Which came out in 2004. And back then I was a wee child, so I was like, cool. That's what porn actors looked like. But, <laughs> you know, back in your day, he was like this haunt this dreamboat kind of more of the image like the ideal image of what's attractive at that time minus yeah, the pounds I'm, of fat that came later he never looked attractive he, i mean and 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 even if when he was big he still just didn't he just was weird yeah he I mean, was know nice looking big people i can't even believe you said <laughs> that even when the pounds of fat yeah <laughs> How you gonna roast big people? Like big people don't be cute. I'm a very cute. Baby. I didn't mean it that way. How but, dare you? You know he was never really skinny or buff. Just what I guess you would call dad bod today. But how did you know him? Being much older, did you meet Ron Jeremy as I did in the early 2000s, or were you closer to the late 70s when he was in Playgirl? When he was doing his reality TV spree in the early 2000s. Oh. Okay, so we're on the same page. Good. So this is going to be a very heavy episode. Trigger warning, we are going to talk about sexual assault and rape, so please keep that in mind. Ugh. I tried reading his book to get some more in-depth understanding of him, but it was just filled with sex stories. And while that normally doesn't bother me... in no, light that of he could be nasty like that you, you wouldn't want to read a whole bunch of sex stories yeah in light of these allegations i just couldn't really stomach it as a haha let's talk about my sexual exploits type of book yeah so ron jeremy hyatt was born march 12 1953 which makes him a pisces god damn you <laughs> ron as a child grew up wanting attention and that caused him to get in trouble a lot at school which is funny because his grades didn't suffer, but his parents would be called down to the principal's office getting the talk of Ron needs to quiet down, he's distracting the other kids. And while Ron's grades never suffered, the kids around him did. At the urging of his father in middle school, Ron joined a play and 
it was to kind of get that energy out and so he could get the attention he wants. And Ron fell in love with acting, and that was his goal, to become an actor. It followed him to high school, Ron being very involved in the theater scene and learning to play piano. After he graduated from high school, his goal was to still be an actor, but his dreams weren't rare. Everyone wants to be rich and famous and a star that everyone loves. He did go to college and ended up getting his master's degree. Do you want to guess what he got his master's degree in as a backup plan? Porn. No, I don't think they were offering that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. What the, what, uh, nuclear physics. Education. Mr. Hyatt was a special education teacher for a bit and a substitute teacher. Get him away is, from those children. <laughs> I thought the same thing. It's just crazy to think about in another universe Ron would have been a teacher, but in this universe, he wants to be an actor, so he quit being a teacher and started auditioning for some off-Broadway plays. Mm. And that wasn't cutting it, so he was also working in a hotel as a waiter. The hotel let the workers sleep in the rooms during their off-season, and Ron and his girlfriend got the honeymoon suite. And while they talked about taking pictures in the past... This time, his girlfriend did bring a camera and took some nude photos of Ron Jeremy. It was her idea to send the photos into Playgirl. Ron kind of saw this as a win-win. If Playgirl liked his photos, he would get some cash, and fingers crossed, they would fly him out to California to shoot professional photos. And while there, he could hopefully get some auditions, and he would become a star. Whoa! <laughs> Okay, so you're, you're talking about this. So, you know, I want to be informed. Why do I ever want to be informed? So I just typed in Ron Jeremy Playgirl. Oh, I did the same thing. That was a little bit too much. Yeah. It's, when I didn't know what I was expecting. Life comes at you fast. Literally. <laughs> Let me close this goddamn tab. My eyes. Well, Playgirl did like those photos. The ones you just saw. <laughs> <laughs> but they liked them as is. There was no need for a photo shoot. No need to fly him to California. And while he did get a couple hundred dollars, it didn't at first lead to what he wanted. Yeah. Come on, give us those weak-ass pictures. <laughs> he did have a lot of fans from those photos. Playgirl released it in a section called Boys Next Door in 1978. And it was captioned, Ron Hyatt from Bayside, Queens. So men started calling R. Hyatt and Queens. Like dudes? Yeah, it was mostly men he said that. Oh, calling. play girl, I gotta think about it. Duh. I mean, <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to wipe the gay community off the earth. Jesus, <laughs> that was trash. Okay, I get you. Why are men calling? Yeah, I was, I was like, play girl, of course, Katrina. Other people like shit. <laughs> <laughs> The only thing is, Ron was living with his parents at the time. He was on his quest to become a star, living off his savings. Ooh, mama don't want to see that. He didn't have a phone number under his name. But his grandmother, who lived downstairs of their home, Rose Hyatt, was listed as R. Hyatt. So all the men are calling for Ron, and it's Rose who's picking up the phone. I know they were saying some nasty shit. <laughs> I, I did read in the book, like, it was just like, do you want to meet up at the gas station and, like, heavy breathing and stuff? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> do you got asthma? Are you okay? 
Of course, Ron's father was furious. He told Ron it was his choice if he wanted to pose naked, but he could not use the family name. Ron was like, I get that, but the point is moot. It didn't work out as I planned. People, what I, the fuck does that mean? You gave me the name. You didn't give me no alternative name. No alter ego. You you can do what you want, but you don't you dare use this family's name. Which I get that. Mm, but what is it going to stop? People will find you either way. Yeah, they will find you either way, but they won't be calling his grandmother. Well, in that case, you are you are right. I'm not sure how much longer, but let's say a few months pass. And Ron is put in touch with a director named Jim Sandberg. Jim was kind of known for making B-movies, and Ron is thinking this is a big break. But when he calls Jim, Jim's like, I hate to break this to you, but I'm not really making those type of movies anymore. I'm doing X-rated films. Yeah. Show that ass. <laughs> Ron quickly said no, and Jim told him to call him back if he changes his mind, because he did see his playgirl shoot. I saw what you was working with, Ron. I'd love to be in business with you. By the end of the week, Ron decided to do it. Some adult film stars were crossing over to the mainstream, and that was his goal. Ooh. <sighs> we got to look these ones up. I got to know who crossed over. There was names, and I did not get, write them down just because I was like, oh, she's not going to ask that. You don't know me at all after, after <laughs> I, 10 it's years? Just, it's just not important to the story. <laughs> 10 plus years, you think you know somebody. All right. So I'm just, I'm just going to continue. He talks it over with his father, and his father was like, people are already seeing you naked. At least now you have some dialogue and be in front of the camera. Shut up, Dad. Come <laughs> to that family name bullshit. He tells him you can't use the name. Oh. And but that's you why. You better put that dick on the that's screen, son. Ron goes as Ron Jeremy now. Ron's first film goes over great. He had an excellent control of when he ejaculates. He had an almost 10 inch penis and he produced copious amounts of sperm. Those. Everything to make him a star in the adult film world. It's everything that will make him a star. In the <laughs> Those are the things that are important, people. Yeah. And from this film, he is starring in at least six films each month. You said copious, bitch. <laughs> you said copious about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those were, those were choice words. I went with a more technical. <laughs> <laughs> copious amounts. <laughs> No. Oh my gosh. And from this film, he is starring in at least six films each month, which is kind of impressive, six films a month. And Ron Jeremy is taking every opportunity he can. He's traveling for shoots. He's working the conventions. And Ron has put in the work. He has now starred in over 2,000 films. Damn. At a time, he was listed as having the most titles under his name and the like the Dennis world record. Mm. I don't know if that still stands. I saw some conflicting reports if he has be, been dethroned. Hopefully. That man don't need to stay on top of nothing. No. And he has crossed over to the mainstream side of fame, having some small roles in TV and film. 
but I think the best role is just playing himself, Ron Jeremy, the creepy porn guy. And while, yeah, while he's no longer attractive, he has a big dick, so everyone wants to sleep with him. Which is, you know, like his kind of thing. Yeah. Have, you gotta have Bandostandus. I don't know if there's someone who has taken up this role, but kind of like a Hugh Hefner type of guy that is asleep for a lot of women. I feel like that was more common before. I don't know if we really have that now. Yeah, and Hugh Hefner wasn't even living up to that towards the end. A lot of people are now saying this role of the chubby porn guy who's in on the joke. We're just kind of like a ruse to cover up that he was actually a rapist, which that's what the allegations are calling him. So 2007 was the first time I could find that something about Ron was covered in the news. And that is that in April of 2007, a woman claimed she was at a porn convention and Ron Jeremy grabbed her breasts without her consent and signed it. But when he signed it, he put his hand under her shirt and grabbed her nipple. Ron told TMZ there are thousands of photos of him doing just that, and it's always asked for. And in fact, with that specific woman, he even asked the husband's permission too, since he was there. Another woman the next day came forward to say, while she was with her friend, Ron signed her friend's breast without asking and then moved over to her. And before she could say no, he pulled down her dress and signed her breast. So two women saying they were touched inappropriately, but it doesn't get much at tension because people were saying you were at a porn convention with Ron Jeremy, what did you expect? Which doesn't make any sort of sense and still does not imply consent to be touched. <laughs> exactly. And, and it does sound like he did it under some fucking guise of who first of all, that's not an excuse. When somebody accuses you of something you say, Hey, everybody asks for that and uh, it's typically done and I always do it. You're just trying to put it under the umbrella of everybody asked for the specific pose or specific autograph knowing damn well we are all different people and I cannot believe that out of all the people that you signed, these particular people who asked for it decided to go back and accuse you of sexual assault. I have a feeling maybe they just didn't want that. Maybe they were just going to ask for a picture but you were so presumptuous as or you just really uh, didn't fucking care about their autonomy. And you were just like, yeah, you look nice. Why don't I pull down your dress? Yeah. Let me get a word out. Let me just hurry up and sign before you can say anything, yes or no. That's Let what me the take second it away said, from she you. She couldn't even say no. Like she was, as soon as he signed the first woman's press, she was going to say no. And then he like just w went over to her, pulled down her dress and signed hers. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? I didn't assault her. She didn't say no or she didn't like it or anything. Because I jumped on her before she even had a, a, a second to even decide or hesitate. Or she didn't even see me coming. I was uh -huh. behind her. So the story kind of dies there with a few whispers coming out of the porn industry of Ron Jeremy. The reaction is mostly, that's Ron. What do you expect? Mm. Until 2017. 10 years oh, later. 10 years later. Damn. Okay. A woman named Ginger Banks comes forward in a 10-minute YouTube video. Banks claims while taking a photo with Ron, she was groped by him in 2016. She said she probably talked to 100 women and 50 of those were first-hand accounts, while the other 50 were women saying they saw their friend groped or, in some cases, digital, digitally penetrated. penetrated either vaginally or anally. 
Mm-mm. And, you know, it's the same type of theme. Porn convention, he, they're taking a picture, or he just comes up to them and, like... Yeah, in a very oh. highly sexualized, sexual event, conference, you take advantage of everybody, and not just the people who are willingly opening themselves. It's kind of a fucked up situation. You think you're entitled to anything or anyone who comes across your path. And then you, you're you going to have those naysayers no matter what that are going to say you went to a porn convention. It was Ron Jeremy. What did you expect? Which is crazy because going to any place does not invite anybody to assault you At in all. any sort of way. That makes no fucking sense. Even if I go, they could c- c- create... um. Because, you know, they got some fucking slapping tournaments. They could do a slap con. And if I go to the slap con, I wish the fuck somebody would try to fucking slap me. Yeah, it does not give the right. Another story that has been floating around but never got much buzz was from another adult film star named Ginger Lynn. Not to be confused with Ginger Banks. Okay. Ginger Lynn had a blog that she had written, and this blog this blog is no longer there, so I can't confirm if it came out before or after Ginger Banks' allegations. But she says in 1983, while shooting for an adult film in Hawaii, Ginger Lynn was in her boyfriend's hotel room and having sex. Ron comes in and asks if he can join, and they're like, no. Ginger Lynn knew Ron socially, but but wasn't friends. And she also claims that she had no interest in Ron because he was smelly and not her type. Mm-hmm. And and she even claims that she had Ron on a like on her no list for filming. Ooh, like this is the person you're not fucking working with. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. So, Ron leaves, and Ginger and Jerry, her boyfriend at the time, have sex. They finish. She goes back to her hotel room to shower, and when she goes to get into the shower, she claims Ron is in the restroom hiding behind the door. And I'm going to read her quote, and it is graphic, so please be aware. She says, He grabbed my hand and held me down on the side of the sink and pulled down my bathing suit and just started fucking me. Just like fucking me, raping me. I'm screaming, no, I'm kicking, and I'm telling him to get off me. And the more I'm screaming, the more that he fucks me, the harder that he fucks me, and the more he's into it. He's pulling my hair, he's slapping my ass, and I don't think he said anything except shut up, and covered my mouth, and held me down. He just stood there, and I cried, and at a certain point, you let it happen. You just resigned to the fact that you were being raped. (sighs) That was horrifying to hear it, it yeah that, it's that very horrifying horrifying to hear i i went back and forth if including that quote or not just because i you know i could summarize it that she got raped but i think it it's horrifying but it's also kind of powerful that she got to tell her story now after no one believing her or kind of getting shit for telling her story earlier yeah, it's it's one of those absolutely terrible, terrible, disgusting, detailed quotes that you don't want to hear because so I feel like so many people um, joke about rape nowadays that they don't that they forget what what it is. And I think. Especially with celebrities, you have to put this out there because 
then there's no doubt of what happened. This is she's telling you what happened and how it happened. There's no way this can be considered consensual at all. Very explicit, very detail oriented, very straightforward, very courageous of her to even say, but so saddening. So, so sad that she has to hold on to that or held on to that no matter where she is right now. That is terrible. And and that that is what it is. So many people make they joke about it so much or they hear about it so much that they minimize it and they are not realizing that it is an it's very graphic. It is very explicit. It is very horrifying. It's very disgusting. It is very traumatizing that happened. The fact that she is an adult film star or porn actress, mm-hmm. they're going to kind of minimize her that. experience. Yeah, say, say that, oh, you do it all the time. What are you talking yeah. about? And that's and it's definitely not the same thing. No, you have a choice. You have boundaries. You have negotiations. You have expectations that are in place when you are an adult film star, and consent. And not being um, badgered, th- th- those are common things that should be in place. So yeah, people always like to because they feel, uh, especially uh, disgusting humans in this world, feel like you shouldn't be able to um, complain if you're in that line of work. Like, oh, you knew what you you were getting into, knowing that that is not the same thing. You know it just because you allow you to give like in a regular relationship or in a regular um, courtship, just because you allow yourself to be intimate with somebody does not mean that they have um, authority over your body and what happens. Same situation. Doesn't matter the career. So she doesn't really remember the aftermath, but this did happen on her 21st birthday. Oh my God. She blames herself, saying she was there to shoot at porn. How can she be raped? The next day, Ginger claims it was the last day of filming and she was under contract for one more scene while in Hawaii. And while Ron was on her no list, he is the only porn actor left, so she had to shoot a porn with him. Nah, nah. Oh, this is... I cannot... This is going to be a hard episode. Yeah. She said later she would talk to Ron and he admits everything happened, but he thought she wanted it. And later, years later, they did have another scene together. Ginger claims she tried to tell about her rape in an interview years later, but got backlash. The same old things of you're a porn star. What do you expect? And you were just saying this for fame. So besides writing about it in her blog, she kind of just stopped mentioning it. No one believed her anyways. That's tragic. But this time in 2017, it does get more traction. It also seems like it was an open secret in the industry of Ron Jeremy doesn't know what no means. And this time the secret is out and more women are coming forward saying Ron groped them at a convention or women saying Ron inserted a finger either vaginally or anally without their consent or that he pulled down their shirt and sucked on their breast without consent or even Ron had raped them. Ron was scheduled to host the Adult Video News Awards but after much backlash on Twitter, 
adult video news says that he is no longer doing it and the conventions also ban him there is also been banned they, you can't tell me there weren't workers or people who were in that fucking area that didn't know about this stuff and only decided to take him off the roster after all the noises i feel like when you see people like this skirt the rules and do inappropriate and fucked up shit they should have been on his ass you can't wait for things to get traction yeah it's being said as it was a open secret in the industry yeah i know and other stars and organizers of these things see this going on and nobody wanted to step in until these these women spoke up is fucked up and one one porn star she even says at the convention ron pulled down her shirt and like put his tongue on her breast or something like that and she said if it was anyone else that um they would have been kicked out they would have been banned and for Ron Jeremy, it was just like, oh, you know, that's Ron. Yeah, oh, he's a sexual person. Oh, he's a creep. Oh, he does that type of stuff all the time. Like, we're just giving him passes, giving excuses, making sure that nobody has any defense uh, from him. It's, <laughs> we're not protecting any victims. There is also a bar Ron Jeremy frequents, and women working there have come forward saying he would come behind them and kiss their necks and ears and grab their butts, calling it the Ron Jeremy tickle. A former manager of the bar said Jeremy was, quote, a groper, not a rapist. And so that's why his business was accepted. It, does that make it okay? These people need to be held accountable too. Like a manager knowing this, what you I wouldn't have you being a, a manager of any of my restaurants or any of my buildings anytime soon. This is the type of behavior that you accept. Exactly. Like he's a broker, not so... a rapist. Have you ever I mean, even if that were not true, which I mean I don't really, of course, believe, have we not heard of like one thing leads to another, especially unchecked? Yeah, and these women Escalation. are just serving at the bar. They should have the right to not be harassed and hugged mm -hmm. up on and kissed up on by some creep. Like, why is that manager not doing a job in protecting his workers? Oh, 100%. They are dependent on you, and you are selling them out for some celebrity approval, a celebrity appearance. I. I but people, I do feel people have with, no morals and values these days. With every woman that comes forward, you have others saying stuff like this. Not a you know, a groper, not a rapist, or that's just wrong. And like it's just so fucking stupid. It's like, how are we still talking like that? Mm-hmm. I agree. And while all these women's stories are important, we just don't have enough time to cover them all. But it does sound like he was roofing some of these women as well. Okay. He would allegedly buy a woman a drink at the Rainbow Bar and Grill and tell them it was the Ron Jeremy special. And the woman would report feeling weak, feeling dizzy, or just feeling sick. And so I'm not 100% sure what and if he was slipping something in their drinks, but it was a part of the pattern of women coming forward. And they are claiming Ron would either take them to his apartment or right there in the bar he would tell them he's taking them to VIP or ask if they want to see a trick or if they want to see where the pizzas are made or I, it was a VIP restroom. Um, 
but I'm not 100% sure if it was just for employees or if it was like actually a VIP restroom, but he had access to a room. Well, yeah, I'm guessing with, with a manager saying shit like that, already allowing you to do what you want with the staff, it seems like maybe, of course, he had it in with upper management slash the owner to have access to whatever he wanted to make his crimes a lot more concealable. And when he got the women in the room, he would block the door and just start like trying to touch their breast or rape them or perform oral sex on them. And he doesn't really say much. He just uses his size to force himself upon them, even if they're saying no. And some of them had possibly been something, been slipped something in their drink. So they're already in a weakened state. Weakened state, yeah. And I think that bar needs to be investigated because I'm not saying the bar was in on it, but like you said, there was someone there who was giving him access and. He was using yeah. this as his hunting grounds. Yeah, yeah. When you know you have an in, when you know you have somebody watching over for you, you would, I mean, if he didn't feel any pressure uh, to stop, why would he, I mean, there was a reason he continually did things at that place. Obviously, he had an in, he had no pressure of any consequences, uh, he had friends, uh, it, but it, it was the perfect spot for him, for the, the for these people to be abused. The, the these these workers, these these managers, these owners made it very easily for their staff and their clientele to be exploited. Yeah, it should be uh, investigated and shut down if it is still alive, not alive, <laughs> in business. It seems like he used these settings. So in his porn days, he was assaulting women around set and. They're saying they didn't come forward because a lot of them were there to perform on camera, not with him, but they felt like no one would care, no one would believe them, mm. or they would say that's what they're there for, or it would hurt their their opportunity to uh, film. Yeah. With the conventions, it's the same thing. What do you expect? And the bar is now they're drunk, and you know that's what they're just saying. Oh, they're drunk. They're just regretting it. So all these kind of situations, it's more of, I saw a quote from a woman. I really wish I would have written it down, but she said something like he uses, he hides behind the scarlet letter we have because, you know, they're in the industry. Yes. He uses and, that to his advantage. Yeah. He uses that to his advantage. And he also uses the fact that he's a known playful creep, you know, oh, that's just wrong to his advantage. Yep. His reputation and being like the the he he's ugly but he's famous uh uh the troll behavior acting like uh like that creepy uncle but harmless but you it, like okay like I know how I said that I always thought he was creepy but I do see how people could get that whole harmless creepy uncle vibe from him and uh -huh. that's, and they you he did use that to his advantage like Oh, I'm the ugly, creepy guy. I'm not going to do anything. Um, but then he assaults you. Yeah. And then I just look weird. I'm not weird. But in reality, you're a rapist. He also uses that whole thing of I've been in over 2000 films. I can have sex with anybody. Like, why, why do I need to rape? Yeah. He And it seems like he. Yeah. Yeah. He's very just very 
manipulative and very strategic in the way that he picks uh, his crimes and the people he does these things to. And that's the unfortunate part that he, he's very strategic in the way he does this. So he can keep doing it and keep getting away with it. Yeah. So he does end up being charged. But 14 cases were dismissed right off the bat. Statue of limitations. Too much time has passed. And, and let me cut in right there. If murder has no statute of limitations and is just as and murder is devastating it has it has huge effects it affects the the victims side of the family it can uh affect the suspect it affects communities and all this other stuff as well as very traumatizing if people have witnessed it if it was maybe a, a mass crime or whatever it is so why are not sexual assault specifically and rapes not unlimited why why are there statues of st statute limitations on those crimes i do not understand that and they are just as traumatizing just as horrifying as murder is i never yeah, understood I, that and, and I, the fact that we're not changing that to this day kills me but we're passing the most stupidest laws and protecting the most privileged people in the world. I don't understand why we haven't um, changed that. Like, okay, you could say back in the day, maybe, but now why aren't you know people advocating for that to get changed? Because it doesn't make sense, especially I know a lot of rape kits, you know, they don't actually get tested. There's a backlog of them. Like if that's the case, and it, it just does not make sense to me, like, why are we letting these rapists go free because too much time has passed? But yeah, 14 of those cases were dismissed right off the bat, but he is charged with 30 sexual assault charges. That's and, a lot. Deserved. Yeah, and there is 21 victims. 30 and there's 21 victims. And these are the charges right here. There are 12 counts of rape. Seven counts of forcible oral copulation, six counts of sexual battery by restraint, four counts of sexual penetration of an unconscious or asleep person, and one count of lewd act upon a child under the age of 14 or 15, sodomy by use of force, and assault with intent to commit rape. And he was indicted on those charges on August 25th, 2021. Couldn't happen to a better person. To be indicted. Yeah. Yeah, I... That's why, like, you know, 14 cases thrown out, and then you still have the 21 victims that come forward. I just imagine the other people who did not come forward. The other people who... And the potential decades. Yeah. We're talking about from whenever he started this. To now, they they dismissed fourteen who fourteen charges, fourteen dismissed charges for however many victims that did come forward. So yeah, the unspoken victims who didn't come forward, uh, in whether those statu uh, statute of limitations had come upon them or not, could be 
could be dozens, hundreds. Yeah, it it's really an unlimited amount that could be out there. Ron Jeremy has always maintained his innocence. I do want to say that. Saying everything was consensual. And just this week on January 8, 2023, it was reported that medical experts are saying that he has advanced dementia and it could be announced on January 17, 2023 that he is unfit to stand for trial. Yeah, I heard about that. Which some people are saying he's faking, but I don't think he is. Uh, there are signs, and some people have come forward saying that he was showing some signs of dementia before his arrest. In August 2020, the Daily Mail released photos of his apartment, which looks like a hoarder's house, just trash everywhere. The woman who was there and took the photo said it was roach infested and there was so much trash they could barely open the door. That woman had met Ron Jeremy when he was going around with a fake camera and she believes it was just a way to meet women. I bring up his apartment because people are saying this shows he wasn't in the right mind with how he was living, which maybe that is true and with his apartment was like that, but... There are 40 years of allegations. You can't tell me that was all due to dementia. I agree. That's just people just trying to, you're picking at, you're picking at uh, strings. You're picking, there's nothing. This case would probably never go to trial, which not that I want him to suffer, but there does seem like he gets to go unpunished for his crimes. I want him to suffer. Sometimes you just got to be the evil person and I'm fine with being the evil person. Suffer. I don't give a fuck what you got. And you didn't give a fuck about the women. Sometimes you can, re- there, there will be a lack of evidence or such opposing, um, conflicting stories and things that you could be like, okay, there's a chance. There's no fucking chance that Ron Jeremy didn't do, if not all of this, 10% of it. I mean, I know he did this. It, 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 he, it, he could have just done one. You did one. I, I suffer. I mean, he's probably already suffering with his medical situation, but who cares? I don't care. Seemed like he didn't care. He don't know what who people were dealing with when he was out there committing crimes against them, committing crimes against humanity. It's just horrible that he got to live his life. He got to have this career. Beginning was- to end successful and he crossed over to mainstream and as a d-lister and now he will never have to pay for his crimes like i don't think he's faking his dementia like but i would think that i i would have wanted him to spend his last days in prison that's all i'm saying you are we acting like other dementia patients other early on other people with debilitating diseases aren't on death row aren't in jail prison right now that's kind of crazy to say that you want somebody who's suffering from illness to go to jail but it's like this is what society has done to us they have not put any real rehabilitation progress not progress rehabilitation programs in place no real structure so you are just meant to be like go to jail i hope you rot pay for your crimes this way because there's no other way and as well as him doing some of the most heinous fucking shit you could ever do to humans you also that emotional charge puts you like yeah fuck what he's going through yeah and i don't just the fact that like 
he was i just don't get it like this need to rape when like it, it can't be a sex thing it's like i don't know a power thing or something just because he had access you know he was raping women before he was doing a scene like that doesn't make sense to me yeah it's power control dynamics uh maybe even unspoken trauma slash issues with women in in your past lack of uh sexual confidence it is rape sexual assault all that stuff is tied to so many different things but uh-huh. no matter what it's still no excuse for what he did and, t- and took from those women he's fucking despicable yeah and um, if one thing i hope he can't escape his crimes in his mind. I think the update will be that he's just unfit to stand for trial. And probably put in a hospice or a nursing care facility with how old and feeble he is. Because I saw a picture of him. He don't. That die job's gone, yeah. Uh He, He fucking looks like an overweight version of Charles Manson, low key. Oh, kind of, yeah. Um, With longer hair. I'm kind of surprised. Like, I it's made you know the media, it's made the news, but I just don't feel like it's as big of a story as it should be. Because he's not as big as a star as he used to be. It's involving an uncomfortable subject that people don't like to talk about, as well as some of the people it might bring up, the fact that it might bring up these adult star stories and testimonies that people didn't listen to. Um, And it might just go back to the whole circle of victim blaming. Yeah. As well as some, some people just don't like to, some people just don't, they just don't know how to talk about sexual assault in the right way unfortunately and that doesn't mean that they shouldn't report on it but i think that keeps people from reporting on it i think it's mainly the victim blaming they don't see these women as you know the right victim and that's so fucked up yeah but that is our episode unless you have anything else to add about ron jeremy now, this was a hard one. It, it was, was a hard one. Terrible. I knew about Ron Jeremy, like I said, early 2000s and him being like on those um, reality TV shows. I can't remember what. I feel like even he was on The Apprentice for some reason. For some reason, I feel like Ron Jeremy and Trump were probably buddies. Who I pro- I could be wrong, but I just get that feeling. Um so I didn't know much about him until the last couple years about hearing him um, starting to pay for these crimes that I didn't even know he committed. Cause even when he was, he was out in the public eye, I had never heard about these allegations. I had never heard about them until last year, 2022, not even 2021. I didn't even hear about him until 2022. So it was just like, even somebody like me who does really uh, try to get into pop culture and reads the headlines, this escaped me. It was it is not talked about, like you said, as much as it should be, as much as other people's allegations are talked about. And these are things that have a lot, a lot of um, consistency, a lot of stories behind them. And it still wasn't reported on as much as I think it should have been. 
Yeah, I've seen... There's a short documentary on YouTube. I think it's called The Downfall of Ron Jeremy. It's only like 30 minutes. Mm. Um, I watched some of that and... I, I, you know, I just feel like it, this could be, uh, what was that R. Kelly one called? Um, surviving R. Kelly? It could be like a surviving R. Kelly where it could be more expanded, more, you know, people, it could be something to be done about it. And I'm like reported more and I'm surprised it hasn't been that I saw. Mm, yeah. We're going to see when this man dies. And then I want to see what's going to happen then. Yeah. Because you know um, how people like to be when people die. All of a sudden, people die and all you, you got to be remembered as a hero. Or people can't shit on you. I want to normalize shitting on fucking terrible human beings, even in death. There, Yeah, there is some people. Like, there's some people who die and you're like, okay, they did some wrong. They did some good. You know, we all have good and bad in us. But then there's some celebs that die and it's like should we be defending them should we be saying oh they just died no it's like they were a shitty person they did shitty things that the world is a better place with them dead yeah and and i get it so these people have friends and families who cared about them i understand i get that but if your friend and or family was a very controversial divisive human being Maybe keep your ass off the internet for a few weeks because we going to say what the fuck we going to say. And it sometimes it needs to be said. People get away with so much in life that they that, that they maybe finally uh, get to be put on blast in death, which is, I mean, the least we can do if we can get the, the uh, word out about how terrible people are so we can maybe start to change things. He's not already going to uh, be accountable for his crime, so... I kind of feel when he, when he dies, this could be treated as a joke. Maybe. Not like, a lot you of know. people are on Ron Jeremy's side, but I, I'm just very curious because I feel like looking at those pictures and if the reports are true, the end is near for old RJ. The end yeah. is near. It's just when. That's true. Well, we do like to end every episode on a positive note, and I do feel like we need it on this episode. With some form of media we want to recommend, talk about, discuss. Media, media. (laughs) Do you want to go first with your media? Sure, I'll go first. So, I've been listening to music at work, like I always do. And, uh, well, let me start by, let's go to the beginning. I know so many songs, but sometimes I don't know who sings them or I don't know the the song name or whatever. So Shazam has become my best friend. So whenever I hear a song that I'm like, oh shit, that used to be my stuff or this is called, who sings it? Turn the Shazam app on immediately so I could find it. And then it goes to the Shazam playlist on my Apple Music and I can download it. Great. Whatever. So um, I was scrolling through the, what do you call them? Channels, I guess. Early morning on the radio. And I found this song. And I was like, oh, this sounds familiar. Whatever. And it came up, Tom Petty, Don't Do Me Like That. Now, as far as I know, the one and only Tom Petty song I knew was Free Falling. Which Free Falling. I love. But um, when this came up, I was like, bitch, what? Oh, 
okay. And then um, I've just been listening to it ever since, every single day. Um, it was released in 1979. And uh, every time I hear it, it makes me think of It's Complicated because it also was from that movie. I think that's where I originally heard it. And I love Meryl Streep. And there's a part in It's Complicated when after Meryl Streep smokes the joint, she comes back out to the party and she rolls her shoulders and that shit is the funniest thing in the world to me. I feel like I've mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again because Meryl Streep rolling her shoulders is high is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and so uh, don't do me like that. It's just your classics, classic, like really rock song. It's not like rock song, like classic soft rock type song. Uh, it has the worst bridge. I don't care for the bridge, but everything else about the song is great. I'll have to just, that one. Tom Petty hmm. has always been someone I've like heard a few songs here and there, but I never like really dived into him. Same, I'm guessing. I, I feel like I might even know more Tom Petty songs. I just don't know it was Tom Petty. That, that's how I feel like if I'd be like, oh, that was him. Yeah, I think it was great. What I thought was very interesting is that if, and you would have to hear it, but have you ever heard the Centerfold song? I'm in love with the Centerfold. Yeah. So don't do me like that, according to Wikipedia. So who knows? Wikipedia is very iffy. But apparently Tom Petty originally wrote Don't Do Me Like That for the band that sings uh, I'm in Love with the Centerfold. And if you hear that song, you'd be like, that sounds like it could be the Centerfold sister song, like that same oh. vibe, that same melody type thing. But I, I honestly love both of the songs. Uh, they're both great. And that's it. So that's my media. Don't do me like that. Don't Good do choice. it like that. Don't very do movie like that. Very movie soundtracky song. You would hear it yeah. in a trailer type shit. Some songs are just traded for that. Like they just have that vibe. Yeah, like in the in their heyday, they were just like the hits. But uh, in the 2010s and 20s, we used them as background music to sell movies and shows. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know what's oh. worse? Since you mentioned Shazam, have you ever like before Shazam days or something, where you know us like you've heard a song, you really love how it sounds, but you don't know mm-hmm. any of the lyrics. So you don't type into like Google like like one word and like. Da, dude, dude, like you try to type out like the beat or something. Like, so the, bad, yeah. so bad. It would be terrible, especially if you didn't guess it right. Like, no, because... <sighs> I need to know the song. Like, I've really tried to type in, like, what song is da 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 da? It's like, how did cows do those supposed to know? Yeah, I'm like, what song is la la la? Uh-huh. Put it in the hallway. And they'd be like, no, bitch, that's not even the lyrics when you find it out. <laughs> I I always just do that. But for my media, my media is the movie Corina Corina. And it's actually a one of my favorite movies. Great I'm choice. Looking, I'm looking it up now and on Rotten Tomatoes it has 37%, which is just devastating to me. You know why though? Why? Because he didn't kiss her. So, Karina Karina is starting, starring Whoopi Goldberg and Ray Liotta. And it's about, I believe, Ray's 
character's wife dies and he's a single father and Karina is the she's like a maid, isn't she? Something like that. Yeah, she she cleans his house. Or she watches the kid and cleans the house. And she the kid is mute after her mom dies. The little girl's mute. She doesn't talk anymore. And Karina just helps her. She helps her get better, but it's a really good movie, and it was, when I first saw it, I was, like, really, really young. And I remember Karina's family was like, oh, you can't bring that white man over here, blah, blah. And it was, like, <laughs> one of the first times I've, like, really kind of connected race with something. Like, I didn't understand it the first time I watched it. Like, I was that young. Mm. I was like, why? <laughs> like, why can't you bring that white man over? It didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Hilarious. And then when I rewatched, I was like, "Oh, I haven't seen it in maybe years, three plus years." And I used to love that movie. And there's a scene where, at a red light, they Karina shows her to like blow at the red light, and it turns green. Mm-hmm. And I still do that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like if the light is too long, I still do it. Adorable. I love the light. <laughs> <laughs> I did love Karina Karina as well. I did like that little love story. Gonna have be a little swirl family. Yeah, it's it's a nice story. And there's, you know, that sad part where Karina's fired and mm-hmm. she's not taking that little white girl to school. <laughs> I'm sorry. She ain't taking that little white girl to school. Uh, it, but yeah, I... I've been meaning to watch it lately. I, I'm sure it's somewhere. If it's not, it can't be that expensive to buy. Yeah. No less than $5 if you can't find it on streaming sites. Yeah. I I want to say it's one of the first movies that made me love Whoopi, but I'm sure. I, I, I don't know if it is or not. And it was just egg two for me. <laughs> sister Act? Okay, maybe it was Sister Act. Because, yeah, my drummer used to love Sister Act, so... Maybe I watch Sister Act and then Karina, Karina. Yeah, I the for some reason I didn't get into a lot of Whoopi movies. Period. I just had the ones I watched as a child, which were because I told you I didn't see Sister Act one for years. I only saw Sister Act two first. So Sister Act two, Karina, Karina, Stella got her groove back, and um, yeah, I think it was just those three for a while. And then I learned about all the other ones, like, uh, oh, yeah, and Color Purple. Why the fuck I did, did I forget that? Color Purple. I always forget that it's Whoopi and Color Purple. I think that's how of an amazing actress she is that she makes you forget. Oh, yeah, and she was just so young. It, it was just mm-hmm. such a story. You know what honestly trips me out about Whoopi sometimes? I know this is a tangent. It pisses me off that she got an Oscar for Ghost and not the Color Purple. How does that even happen? I have seen <laughs> I've seen Ghost. It's nothing special. It's, no, let me rephrase that. Okay. Come on. Ghost is a good movie. I can say that. It's an objectively good movie. But as Whoopi, I don't understand why Whoopi got nominated and won in Ghost and not The Color Purple. I just didn't see her performance as award-winning in Ghost. But then again, I was just happy she won. But I, I just... To me, that was just crime. I do think her role is award-winning in Ghost, just because 
I don't think you could put any other actress in there and it would have been a great movie like it is. I think Whoopi makes that movie. Um, but I do agree that she should have won it for The Color Purple. Okay. I can see or, what you're talking about too. Like basically like she does make the switches that the movie goes through a lot more tolerable because of her character being consistent in her acting. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just still didn't see it. Mm. I, I don't watch Ghost for the pottery scene. I just watch it for Whoopi. I'm not watching Ghost, period. No? <laughs> like, I watched it my one or two times, and it's cool. I'm glad I got the catalog. I, I got the I got the references. And, but, yeah, I did. After I watched it, because like, I think I see, saw it as a teenager, maybe high school. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, so that's what everybody means by the whole you know, pottery scene, my love, Whoopi being possessed. Like, I was getting all the references, finally. You in danger, girl. You in danger, girl. Yes. Molly, uh, you in danger. There's In that same scene, when he's, like, you know, trying to talk to Whoopi, trying to talk to Molly through Whoopi, and he, he's saying, he says something, like, his name is whatever the guy's name is, and Whoopi translates to his name is blah blah blah. He's a Puerto Rican. It's like how did like it's just so funny because how did you get Puerto Rican in that? She just she makes that movie. I, any tangent is so good if it's about Whoopi. Well, well now now I feel like I've been won over. Maybe she shouldn't have won the Oscar, but you're right. Nobody else could have played that part. <laughs> you're right. Uh, thank you. No Whoopi slander, please. If you guys don't like Whoopi, you guys don't like us. Don't listen. Now. <laughs> Dang. I was about to say, I, you included both of us on that uh -huh. one. We're going that hard for Whoopi. <laughs> I'm going down with the ship, too. <laughs> okay. I'll go I'm with it. After, this, after I end this, I'm probably going to put on a Whoopi episode. I feel like I need it. <laughs> no. I'm probably going to put on my Betty Bye slippers. Your pajamas, your PJs. Yeah. And go to sleeps. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please yes. read us. <laughs> I not where I was going with it. I was going to go back into media. Sometimes I, like, I, feel, uh, I always do that where I'm like almost about always go like in a loop. I felt like uh, I was your nurse and you had to walk. Come on, sir. Keep going. You <laughs> got okay. it. It's, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, our email is saveyoursorry at gmail.com. Send us your media. Send us your favorite Whoopi movie. Mm. Any Whoopi hate would be thrown away. Don't do it. No, it's going to be read aloud and proud. I want to hear it. <laughs> no. Go against Jose. I dare you. <laughs> um, our Instagram is at Save Your Sorry. Spelled just like the podcast. Our Twitter is at Save Your Sorry. The your is spelled you are. You are. Please rate us five stars. Please leave us a review. Oh, and Katrina just had another birthday. Hey, I'm older. I'm not wiser. And my cat is throwing herself against the wall. <laughs> what the fuck is up with you, Jinx? So if you want to wish Katrina a happy birthday, make sure you leave us a review or a rating. Yep, one year till 30. 
and I'm oh feeling goodness. dirty. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It's been wonderful. Bye. See ya. Did you leave? You left. Tata, are you back? Okay, you're back. You're back. Oh, uh, you're back. I mean, I'm back. Uh-huh. What is with that? I might have to move. Maybe I'm in a dead spot for my Wi-Fi. Okay, sorry. The last thing... Well, I guess it doesn't matter if, if you call it on your recording. Should I re-say it? No, you don't have to. Let's move on. Are you going to respond to it? Oh, well, I didn't hear what you said, so <laughs> we'll repeat it then, I guess. Damn. <laughs> what? If I didn't hear it, why are you going to say, are you going to respond to it? Or because how are we going to do a podcast? <laughs> okay, then repeat what you said. Is this a solo podcast? Mm.